you know, if you're going to have your young children with you, whether they're in strollers or anything like that, you really, really need to be cautious when you're taking your children out of the car as well, because criminals don't really care if you're with your family or not. They're just looking for an easy target. Introducing the Protectors, inside criminal minds from around the world. Presented by the IAFCI, leaders in safeguarding consumers from fraud and scams for more than 50 years. And now your hosts, International President Mike Carroll and International VP Mark Solomon. Hello, everybody. This is Mike Carroll, International President of the International Association of Financial Crimes Investigators. Welcome to today's podcast. I am with Mark Solomon, International Vice President for the IEFCI. Mark, how are you doing today? Mr. President, happy holidays. We're getting into that most incredible time of the year where everybody's out uh, celebrating, getting ready for the holidays, buying gifts. So really excited, but believe it or not, there's still fraud going on out there. So I am really excited about our next guest and uh, Mike, tell us who's coming on the show with us today. Of course, Mark, and happy holidays to you too. Yes, our next guest is a local guy here in Chicago. He's with the Oak Brook, Illinois Police Department, Scott Warren. Scott is currently acting supervisor in charge of investigations at the Oak Brook, Illinois Police Department. He's been with Oak Brook PD since 2002 and has been in investigations for about 12 of those years. Scott been a patrol officer, officer in charge of patrolman night shift, a detective, officer in charge of investigation, and as I mentioned, he's the acting supervisor in charge of investigation. Scott is a task force officer, part of the Major Crime Investigation Group, and public integrity team in DuPage County. He is currently a board member of the Cook County Regional Organized Crime Task Force. And, Mark, starting January 1st, 2023, he will be the chapter vice president for the Illinois chapter of the IAFCI. All right. Welcome, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays to both of you. Hey, Scott, thanks for coming on. And like I said, uh, appreciate your service. Holiday season is in full swing right now. People are out there uh, shopping, traveling. We wanted to bring you on the show to give some tips uh, to our listeners and our audience of being prepared. We don't want people to be paranoid uh, when they're out and about, but we want them to be aware of their surroundings and some things. So can you share a little bit about what you do at the police department currently when it comes to fraud investigations at at malls? Well, currently, like uh, Mike said, I am acting supervisor in charge of detectives right now. Till January 9th, where then my new boss will come in. But in the meantime, we do have a large mall that is a big target here in Illinois and across the country. Um, and we get groups that come there to commit retail thefts, identity thefts, uh, frauds, all sorts of different criminal activities that they do in our mall. Um, back in 2006, I was tasked with being a, a tech officer to combat that. And that started my love of working ORC-type crimes. Scott, you are the expert because, uh, you know, we both worked a long time uh, together. I was with the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, you still being with the Oak Brook Police Department. But you worked a lot of uh, shoplifters, pickpocketers, and, you know, the suspects involved in pickpocketing weren't really, you know, related to mail theft investigations, but some of them were. And, uh, you know, every time I had a picture of somebody I didn't know who it was, I would send it to you, and boom, you would identify that person. So let me ask you this. Say, you know, 
I'm a young person again, you know, my wife and I'm with my kids. Uh, we pull into the mall. What should we know right away once we pull into a mall as far as safety tips? Well, you always got to make sure you're aware of your surroundings and what's around you and, and then just go from there. You know, try not to park where it's dark and off the beaten path. Uh, you want to be able to see where you're going and you want people to be able to see you when you're out and about as well. What I would definitely say is, you know, if you're going to have your young children with you, whether they're in strollers or anything like that, you really, really need to be cautious when you're taking your children out of the car as well, because criminals, criminals don't really care if you're with your family or not. They're just looking for an easy target. And Scott, I want to emphasize that point where you say awareness, you know, it's so typical for people that are going out holiday shopping. They're so excited about what they're doing, thinking about the presents they're going to buy, who to buy for. And like I said, it's very easy to let your guard down and not know your surroundings. So, you know, much as we want to tell our listeners to be excited about it, you know, there's probably a priority here to just make sure you get into the mall safely. There's nothing bad going on around you and really take in and view everything around you that's going on before you get out of the cars. Yeah, it's a very good message because we as human beings, we get so caught up in the lights and all that stuff of the holiday season that we tend to forget that there are people out there that want to commit crimes and want to take whether it's your packages or your wallet or anything like that, that people are still out there looking. So, Scott, I'm with my family. I go inside the mall. Is there anything else you can recommend once I'm inside as far as uh, preventive things? I know one thing is, you know, when you're going shopping, don't take all your credit cards with you, right? Just take the one that you want to use in case your wallet or your purse is stolen. But any other preventive ideas, you know, when you're inside the mall? Well, Absolutely. I would try to stay with family and friends if you're going to go shopping. Um, Being not a large group, but somewhat two, three, four people, because criminals try to target individuals. Um, Pickpockets you mentioned, they they usually are females that get targeted because people know that females like to shop and they're more worried about shopping and what they're going to buy for their friends and family during the holidays. They're not so much worried about their person, their wallet. Yes, yeah, Scott, just to go along with what you're saying, when you're at the mall, especially for females, if you stop somewhere to get something to eat, right, you don't want them to put their purse strap over the back of the chair. I've, I've seen a lot of alerts that come out on that where they cause a diversion, boom, they're in the purse, they grab the credit cards and they're out the door. Oh, most definitely. I mean, there's there's a couple different kinds of pickpocket um, distractions that they do. One, they'll walk up to your table. Somebody will walk up to your table start engaging in conversation while somebody else is pickpocketing the female from taking her wallet out of her handbag. Sometimes they sit right behind you and, you know, they drape a coat or something over their arm as they're reaching behind their chair and into your handbag to remove your wallet. And from there, it's game on. They're out shopping. And Scott, I hate to I hate to call out my wife on a uh, on a national podcast here, but you know, uh, <laughs> I go in sometimes and we'll go food shopping together. And I know a lot of women love to leave that purse, you know, in a carriage in the upper portion, and then they turn their back and they're looking at thing, or somebody you know says, "Hey, did you drop this?" What is a good position for a female to go into a store? Anybody that's carrying a purse where it's safe and it's attached to you. What do you recommend? 
I would say a crossbody, at least that's what my wife tells me, a crossbody um, handbag or purse type thing across the front of you. So then they would actually have to reach in front of you in order to, to do anything. But you're talking about a shopping cart. A lot of times females, they'll shop and they'll, um, you know, they'll just forget what they're doing and they'll leave their handbag inside the shopping cart and then they will walk away from it. And a bad guy or a girl will walk up and, you know, somebody will distract them. Somebody will take the wallet out of the, out of the handbag. And then once again, it's game on. They're out shopping. Yeah. Yeah, I would think you would see an increase in uh, pickpocketing over the holidays, right? Because these stores are crowded and the restaurants are crowded. I'm seeing it now just in Oprah. In the town I work, we're seeing a, a, a very high increase of pickpockets happening at not only our, you know, our mall, but also at some of the other retailers in town. You know, pickpockets happen and credit card fraud happens. So, Scott, I was a police officer for 26 years, but I would still go into malls. And when I'm when I know it's a busy time of year, I actually put my wallet in my front pocket versus my back pocket. Do you think there's any benefit for men doing that? I haven't really seen a large number of men getting pickpocketed. That, to me, has always been a a Europe thing um, where men get more pickpocketed over there than women do. I don't see that as much here. Not that it doesn't happen. But I don't see as many men getting pickpocketed versus women, at least here in the United States. I, I as well like putting my wallet in my jacket pocket when I have it on and zip that up. All right, Scott. So I pull into the mall. I'm with my family. I park in a well-lit area. I stay together. I go inside the mall, stay together again with my family. I keep all my credit cards and my wallet and my purse in a secure area where I'm watching it at all times. Now I leave the mall and I'm walking back to my car. Any tips for that when I start walking back to my car with my family? Like I said, you really got to pay attention to your surroundings. And whether you're going back to your car just to put your merchandise that you purchased in your car, or if you're going you know, to put it in your car and then going back to the mall, you really got to be aware of where you're putting your merchandise in your car if you're going back to the mall. can't leave it out in plain view because you're giving criminals. It's basically an invitation to come and you know, break into my car and take my stuff. You have to secure that in the trunk and then go back into the mall. Not saying that criminals don't, won't look in your trunk to get the stuff, but you have to make it as difficult as possible for them. And you brought up a good point, too, about putting stuff in the trunk. Uh, what about uh, for females that do carry a purse but maybe don't bring it into the mall? Obviously, we'd recommend you probably bring it in. But, you know, a lot of times they'll look for a female to maybe take a purse, put it in the back of the SUV, and people are sitting in those parking lots seeing that, and then they know all they need to do is smash the window and, and grab that purse because it's back there. Should they hide it before they even get into the parking lot? It's a great idea to secure it in a trunk area, maybe like under a, you know, the well of the, you know, the tire that's in there. That's also a great idea. But, um, I mean, another thing you got to be aware of these days, especially because you've got a lot of carry concealed here in Illinois, females as well. So when you're leaving stuff in the car, some people have their carry concealed weapons on them, and where do they leave them? In the car. So there's a lot of, a lot of things you have to be mindful of when you are going to a mall or when you are just going out in general. 
Yes, Scott, I know we're talking about holiday tips, you know, prevention tips, but I, I got to go with you're talking about pickpocketing because I see, again, see alerts since we're on that topic. How about going to the local forest preserve or a running track where you're getting running to run, you put your wallet or your purse in the trunk, and then you take off running. And so, one, the fraudster, the pickpocketer, or whatever you want to call them, knows that you're going to be gone for a certain amount of time, so they could break into the car and steal your wallet and credit cards, right? Right, yeah. So we're seeing that, as well as dog parks, soccer fields. We're seeing a lot of parents go to watch their children, and they just leave their purse or wallets or whatever laying out in the open. And you're just inviting criminals to break into your car, whether you leave it unlocked or they'll break in the window. Um, we're seeing we're seeing that happen numerous times just within our town. But like Mike said earlier about getting these bulletins, we get a lot of bulletins every day of stuff like that happening. Yeah, and I'm glad the two of you brought that up because that was actually one of our highlights of a previous podcast with uh, Crystal Lopez, a detective who uh, is an expert in felony lane gang activity. So if our listeners haven't seen that episode, you can learn more about that as well on that previous podcast. Um, I want to switch to the type of criminals that are committing these type of crimes. And Scott, are you seeing any trends where criminals, are they uh, nonviolent? Can they become violent? What are their histories like, you know, when you do arrest them? Well, you know, most people that start off doing what I see a lot of retail thefts or identity thefts, they're opportunists. So they're doing it because their friends told them it was easy or whatever. And But then it just escalates to where it becomes their full-time job. This is where we get the ORC, you know, the organized retail crime aspect of, you know, people coming to Illinois or any other state from another state to commit these crimes because they think it's easier for them to not get caught or identified because how we share these bulletins you know, not knowing that we share these both things across state lines these days because of technology. So, Scott, what if something happens to a shopper when they get to the car or a victim of, uh, they notice that their purse has been stolen or the car has been broken into? First thing I would do is definitely make sure that the victim calls the police department, whatever jurisdiction they're in, get the ball rolling with the police coming there. Because typically when, when somebody steals your wallet or breaks into your car, they're using your credit cards within minutes. Um, I, I would say within 10 minutes, they're going to be using their, your the stolen credit cards to buy mainly electronics and clothes and stuff like that. But definitely the sooner they can do that because their next messages they're, they're going to get is going to be from their financial institution and telling them that someone just used their credit card for you know $5,000 at Apple. Right. Scott, recently, um, a couple weeks ago, we had a case here in Connecticut where a woman came out of a store, saw somebody underneath her car, confronted him, and it was actually a catalytic converter theft in progress. Um, she had grabbed her phone, and the criminal thought they were taking a picture of him. Um, so he actually got up, threatened the girl, physically grabbed her phone, and she was on the phone with her mother at the time, and she wound up threatening this girl and telling the mother she was going to kill her, uh, her daughter, and kidnap her and kill her. Um, he took off. Uh, luckily, the mother called the police immediately in the town that her daughter was in, and then secondly, was able to track her daughter's phone that the criminal took. 
and they actually were able to locate him and arrest him. So do you have any tips about confronting criminals if they're if you think they're breaking into your cart or doing something or they're shoplifting in the store? What do you tell the consumer to do here? Because we don't want anybody to get hurt. What are your recommendations? Absolutely true. We don't want anybody to get hurt. Um, what I would recommend is be the best witness you can be from afar. You know, if you can view them and see them, if you can grab your phone and record it, that's great. But if you if you don't have the time to get your phone out to record, then just be the best eyes we can have. And I, I like to hear the catalytic converter story because here in Illinois, I mean, it is it is huge right now. But what we're seeing here is that the subjects committing the catalytic converter theft, they are all armed. Every one of them have guns on them. And, you know, they're not afraid. They're not afraid to shoot at the police. They're definitely not afraid to shoot at the owner of that car that they're trying to make, you know, the $500 catalytic converter theft from. They're definitely not afraid of that. And we've had those incidents here just in our county alone. And Scott, to follow up on that point about uh, weapons and stuff like that, you know, listen, I'm sure in the course you see people carrying weapons, knives, guns, um, and that's another reason why we don't want to have a confrontation between the criminal and the customer, you know, so, um, but, you know, we don't know what these people are carrying, what they have on them. So I think, like you said, being a distant witness, a good witness is, is the best philosophy here. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, we get paid to protect the citizens, so let us do it. If you can be the best eyes and ears we have out there, that to us is everything. You tell us which way they were going, what they were driving, what they were wearing, and then let the police do their job, and hopefully at the end of the day we can catch some criminals and put them in jail. Hey, Scott, i got to mention several meetings ago with the Cook County Regional Organized Crime Task Force, and you were up there and you were talking about your mall, the Oakbrook Mall, about cameras all over the mall. What do you see with these types of cameras that are out there? What do you see the future is? Is that very helpful in your investigations, having these cameras at the entrance, exit, and all throughout the mall? Oh, absolutely. It's, it is a huge bonus for the police agencies to have that data coming in that quick where we can look at the video and say, okay, the, the offender is driving a, a black Infinity Q50 or whatever, and they went south on Route 83. You know, with the way technology is, we can get it to our neighboring towns within seconds, you know, and then have them looking for the same car, you know, and then the way technology is also where all these police agencies are helping each other, listening to each other's radio traffic, just the communication level is really exploding in the police field, the way we help each other. Yeah, Scott, and I have to commend you, too. I, I came out months ago. Uh, I cover kind of the Northeast and, and Midwest area for my financial institution. And, you know, you guys invited me out to one of your meetings. And it's, it is such a pleasure to see law enforcement, retail investigators, store managers, you know, just coming together and discussing the types of crimes, specific criminals who are conducting activities in the area and really that's the way to defeat this type of criminal activity is is putting all those resources together and you know it's something that the ifci believes in and that's why we're out here 
doing this podcast as well, you know, to educate our general public and bring awareness to what's going on. So great job on your part out there and, and your team. Before we go to, I, I wanted to ask you one question about uh, children and safety within the malls. You know, parents are bringing their kids. It's chaos sometimes. It's very busy in there. Should our parents be having a conversation with their kids even before they go to the mall about what to do if they get separated or lost, uh, if they're approached by strangers? You know, I, I think sometimes we forget about that. And with this busyness of the holiday season, it's important to really educate our kids and give them a game plan if they get lost or, or separated from their parents. Oh, most definitely. Um, I would say definitely start teaching your children at a very young age about stranger danger. There's nothing wrong with that. If your parents never introduced you to them, you don't know them, don't go by them. But definitely teach your children, you know, their name, their last name, their mom and dad's name, their mom and dad's phone numbers. You know, nowadays with technology, you know, you got, you have kids that are five, six, seven, eight years old, and they have cell phones. You know, so we teach children at a very young age about technology, but we have to teach them about names, phone numbers, if they don't have their phone handy so they can provide that to whether it's a police officer or just a good citizen willing to help. Yeah. I tell you, the find my iPhone app, you know, on our iPhones, I think is a great, if your children have an iPhone, you could connect it to your phone. So if you do get misplaced or, or, or they get separated, they could, you know, be able to find you through that uh, Find My iPhone. You know, what about going up to, you know, most malls have security officers or they have at least employees in uniform. Uh, is that something that we should really educate our kids to, if you do get separated, you know, stay where you are, try and locate an employee or a security officer or a police officer that might be in the mall and ask for help? Yeah, on one hand, we're teaching them not to go up to strangers, but on the other hand, we're teaching them to go up to strangers but we have to teach them the right strangers to go up to. Right. Usually people in uniforms are somewhat, some people of, of, of power, of good character, and we hope that that's what it is. So we, we have to teach them who to go up to because, like I said, in one point, we're trying to teach them not to talk to strangers, but on the other point, we're trying to teach them to talk to strangers. Yep. I wanted to ask you one last question. I know we, Mike said about going back out there, putting your packages in, but when you're about to leave for good for the day at the mall, like I said, you're probably exhausted. It's been a long day. You spent a lot of money. And again, your, your last focus is probably about your safety as you're walking back to your car. Can you give us a, a little advice about what to do when you're all finished for the day? I, w I would definitely say that you have to be aware of everybody and anybody that is around you when you're approaching the car. We have seen an uptick recently, um, the last few weeks, of customers going to their car, putting whether it's their groceries or their packages in their car, and people are going in their car taking a handbag, a female's handbag, and then leaving. We have gotten probably, I want to say, three, four, or five within the last two weeks alone just here in our town where wow. this is occurring, which is unusual because that's just telling us that these criminals are being more bold than they ever have before. You know, at least in Oakbrook, we're kind of blessed. We have a new chief who's very proactive um, and we, he wants us out there every day just being proactive to catch the bad guys and protect every citizen, not only Oakbrook residents, but every citizen that comes to Oakbrook.
So we're kind of blessed in that, in that aspect. And that's what our guys do. They go out there every day and, you know, they try to prevent things like this. You know, unfortunately, it's, you're not going to prevent every crime, but if you can prevent one or two every day, I think that's a plus. Yeah. Hey, Scott, my last question would be, you know, I'm here in Cook County. You're in DuPage County. This is in Illinois. I know Cook County, I think uh, retail theft is uh, for felonies over, I think, $1,000. But you're in DuPage County. That's a little different, isn't it? Uh, very different. So statewide, the state statute calls for anything over 300 Cook County had their, has their own statute where you have to be over 1000 plus you have to have a certain amount of convictions for retail theft. And I believe it's 10 in Cook County in order to get a felony. In DuPage County, it's not like that. Anything over $300, you can get a charge with a felony. A lot of times it's based on your prior history, but more than not, you know, because our mall has very high-end stores, you're always going to be over 300 most of the time, it's over a thousand easy. So, yes, it is different every county you go to. Hey, Scott, I know it could get frustrating with these laws, different laws. You know, with our county, your county, you know, bail reform is another issue. But you know, when I've been to these Cook County Regional Organized Crimes meeting, all the people that are there, like Mark said, you got private and law enforcement, you got retail fraud investigators. You got law enforcement, state, federal, local, all together at these meetings, and we never give up. We're always going to fight the fight. We're always going to go after these crooks, no matter what the laws are. We're not going to give up. And you're one of those that never gives up. You're always working. You're a hard worker. You're always putting good cases together for prosecution. You work with other agencies. So I'm really glad that I've got an opportunity to meet you. You've trained me early on about identity theft and fraud. So, Scott, we wanted to thank you again for coming on. Uh, we wish you the best through the holiday season. I know you're going to be busy, but uh, we appreciate everything you do. I appreciate that. But uh, and I've always said everything starts with a good team. Uh, and you have to have the right people above you to give you the blessing to go out and do this job, whether it's Mark at Synchrony with his president, vice president. For me, it's my chief, my deputy chiefs, and my sergeant. They've given me their blessing to go out and do the things I do. And not only me, but the rest of the guys and girls that I work with, they're out there every day. It's not just one person. And it truly does take a team to do everything we do, whether it's local law enforcement, federal agencies, or in the private sector. It takes a team to do it, not just one person. Yes, Scott, I got one more important question. You know, Oak Brook, is it the Oak Brook Mall or Oak Brook Center? It's the Oak Brook Center. It's the Oak Brook Center, okay. Uh, are they hiring a Santa Claus for this year? Because I think Mark would be a great Santa Claus. I, you know what? I can probably arrange that elf. if we need to. <laughs> I can probably arrange that. You know, that's you know, that it only took him around. It only took him around thirty something episodes to get a crack at me. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I do it pretty much every every podcast, so I deserve that. I will. If you do need a Santa in the mall, I am willing to come. I do have the belly for it. Uh, might have to grow a, a long beard, but other than that, I'll. Uh, I'll pitch in to help, but as long as I can be undercover and look for shoplifters and organize retail crime figures. And that, you know, a couple times a year we do what we call mall blitz, where we have you know undercover guys, myself, our detective division, um, our tech guys, usually, and and some um, loss prevention guys and gals. Probably all get together and we saturate the mall, just looking for you know people that are out there doing retail thefts or identity thefts or just straight up pickpockets or straight up thefts or anything like that. 
And we usually get anywhere between one and three or four every time we do these things. Oh, that's great. Hey, Scott, you mentioned your department, Oak Brook Police Department. Like you said, you got some great bosses there. Uh, I've worked with your department throughout the years, and uh, we appreciate everything that you do. You're, you're a really good uh, bunch of guys and ladies that work for the Oak Brook Police Department. Uh, we appreciate that. Like I said before, we recently got a new chief who's been promoted from within, um, and he's worked every, every angle in the police department from a patrolman to a sergeant all the way up to chief and uh He's young, he's aggressive, and he wants what's best for the guys and girls of the Oakbrook Police Department. He he gives us a lot of toys to play with uh, to help us combat crime. Um, but at the end of the day, he wants you out there combating crime and doing the job to the best of your ability and whatever. If you need something, our new chief is always there to give us whatever we need to help fight the good fight. Nice. Hey, you think your new chief will let you go to the IFCI conference next year? It's down in Tampa Bay, Florida. We could put in a good word. I will definitely be there. Nice. <laughs> Mike, Mike's always putting a pitch on for the IFCI. I love it. I was going to ask you guys, you know, I do a lot of critical reaches and stuff like that. And uh, I was hoping with your permission, I can blast out one, at least every agency in Illinois about the IAFCI Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. We'd love it. And that'll be great. And uh, thank you so much for that offer. And we'll definitely take you up on it. And that, that's what this podcast is all about. It's about reaching out to the public, making them aware, educating them of some of the crimes and the scams that are out there, and hopefully to avoid becoming a victim, you know. So please, to our listeners, subscribe, hit that button, tell your friends, your family members about the podcast. Like I said, we're here for you because we want to protect you. We want you to be safe, and we appreciate your support. So uh, with that, Scott, I want to thank you for coming on. It is so great to hear from you again. Thank you for what you do. I hope you have a wonderful, safe holiday. And uh, and I'll leave our final goodbyes to Mike Carroll. Scott, again, thank you for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll hope to talk to you soon and uh, be safe. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on here. And happy holidays to all of you. Same to you. Happy holidays. All right, Mike. Well, we got another podcast down. Some great information. Scott was really awesome to come on and talk to us about safety around the mall from your physical safety to some of the frauds and pickpocketing and other scams that you might see. You know, we hope our listeners, uh, like I said, if you have any ideas or thoughts on a topic you'd like for us to address on the podcast, feel free to shoot us an email at ifcipotectorspodcast at gmail.com and uh, let us know what you think. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Remember, as you join the fight to protect our citizens, you're not alone. With more than 6,500 members from around the world, the men and women of the IAFCI are standing together with you. To learn more or to join the IAFCI, please visit our website at www.iafci.org. The Protectors Podcast is produced by Modified Media and is available for free wherever you listen to podcasts. The hosts and guests' opinions are their own and do not reflect those of management, employers, or sponsors. Listeners are encouraged to contact law enforcement if they suspect being a victim of a crime.